Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Welcome back to Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene in Washington, D.C. for this Super Tuesday, Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington. Uh, here's what we're watching in terms of corporate news today. Barclays shares plunging this morning. They are down 9%. New CEO Jess Staley selling down its stake in its Africa business, cutting the company's dividend, moving more assets into its non-core unit. On the other side, Intercontinental Exchange says it's considering making an offer for the London Stock Exchange a week after Deutsche Börse did. The announcement propelling LSE's shares to a record high. They're up 8% this morning. And Chevron considering a sale of its geothermal assets in Asia, seeking to counter a slump and energy markets. One person familiar with the talk says operations could fetch as much as $3 billion. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, thank you very much. Voters will head to the polls today for Super Tuesday primaries. Democrats will vote in 11 states and American Samoa. Republicans will vote in 11 states. Megan Murphy, bureau chief for Bloomberg News in Washington, D.C., was asked about the impact of Republican frontrunner Donald Trump that at the end of today, we may see Donald Trump with just such a huge lead, not only in terms of the vote and sort of popular momentum behind him, but in terms of the delegate count. And I think the Republican Party has only seen this, the establishment wing of that party, quite late and has moved to mobilize and sort of you know put their forces behind who they would prefer. Um, this is going to be too little too late, I think many people think. Bloomberg will have nonstop Super Tuesday coverage throughout the night, starting with a special edition of With All Due Respect, starting at 5 p.m. Wall Street time. We will also have analysis on how the results will impact the markets. Later today, President Obama will sit down with Senate Republicans who have vowed to block his nomination to the Supreme Court. A Virginia police officer who was shot and killed on her first day on the job is being laid to rest today. Funeral services for Prince William County Officer Ashley Gwendon will be held in Woodbridge. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stashower. John. All right, Mike. Rangers continue to play well. Three straight wins. They finished February 10-3-1. They haven't had a two-game losing streak in 2016 at the Garden. Rangers gave Henrik Lundqvist the night off, still topped Columbus 2-1, and now have the second most points in the Eastern Conference. Matt Zuccarello scored first period. Derek Stepan, the game winner, shorthanded with less than three minutes to go in the third. The Nets with the first of back-to-back games at the Staples Center. They'll face the lowly Lakers tonight, but against the Clippers, they fell 105-95, so unable to get a season-high third straight win. Jamal Crawford scored 26 points for L.A. Brooke Lopez led Brooklyn with 25. Is Kansas emerging as the team to beat in the upcoming NCAA tournament? Now ranked number one, the Jayhawks pounded Texas on the road, 86-56. North Carolina got by Syracuse 75-70. As expected, Jets used the franchise tag on defensive lineman Mo Wilkerson. If he doesn't sign a long-term deal, he'll make $15.7 million next season. As for the team, the Jets are forever chasing New England signed Tom Brady to a two-year extension through 2019 when Brady will be 42 years old. With Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashak. 
Thank you, John. We are watching markets uh, in generally a good mood this morning. S&P futures up 17 points, nine-tenths of a percent. Stock 600 up by four points in Europe, 1.1%. So there's concern about what might happen on Super Tuesday. It's not being reflected in equity markets at the moment. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. Welcome back to Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keen. We are in Washington, D.C. for coverage of Super Tuesday, Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, our host this morning. We are fortunate this morning to be able to speak with the former chairman of the Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan. I've been covering him for 20 years, and I've never seen him quite this pessimistic about the economy. We began by asking him what he sees in the realm of monetary policy. What are the ramifications to the overall financial system from negative rates? Up to a point, negative interest rates have no effect. Why? Because people are willing to accept, essentially, Mm -hmm. a negative interest rate to hold the claims of these particular countries. That's going to change if this goes on indefinitely because somebody's going to start to move. We don't know what happens when that happens. Is it dangerous, do you think, a dangerous experiment for so many central banks to be doing this? Does it call to mind the beggar thy neighbor currency policies of the 1930s? Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I don't know the word dangerous, but it is clearly non-productive. Uh, that is, to have this type of situation is a distortion and I remember the big, big argument about excessive low interest rates for a very long period of time is it warps the investment pattern right. on real investment. And clearly, if you have negative interest rates, that is going, people who can raise funds with negative interest rates, their capital investment projects are going to be warped. The corporations that you followed for a year with your data analysis, are they acting in an unhealthy or improper manner because they have a free lunch from low interest rates? Well, the problem basically is, and I'm sure they are doing it because you can tell what happened as the QEs opened up where the price-earnings ratios rose. Uh, We're getting signals which are distorted because interest rates are too low. People are investing in long-term assets when they do invest in long-term assets. under the mistaken view as to what the rates of return have to be. And that means you're going to get misuse of capital. The markets these days seem to be telling us that we are in trouble. Are we? Yep. We're in trouble basically because productivity is dead in the water. Do you agree with Robert Gordon of Northwestern University that our productivity is low because we, we don't have the technological progress and the moment that we had in the middle of the last century. Bob Gordon's book is excellent. But he has a position which I don't think holds very far into the future for one important reason, which he agrees with, actually. Namely, that innovation is something which, by its nature, cannot be forecast. If you could forecast it, it wouldn't be innovation. So that saying what the technological capability is going to be out in the future is uh, questionable. 
He doesn't say that we will have no productivity. He just feels it will be lower than it was when you were having these major leaps forward. But we're not even getting low productivity right now. No. Why is that? Where has it gone? Well, you look, productivity, or let's put it this way, output per hour is driven essentially by real capital investment. Uh, the data are clear on that. Real capital investment is uh, way below average. Why? Because business people are very uncertain about the future. Are you optimistic going forward here? No. I haven't been for quite a while. And I won't be until uh, we can resolve the entitlement programs. Nobody wants to touch it. But it's gradually crowding out capital investment. And that's crowding out productivity. And that's crowding out the standards of living. Where do you want me to go from there? Put China in the context of where we need to be with China in five and in ten years. Well, the big problem is basically China itself. That is, it is slowing down its rate of growth quite dramatically. And as everyone who looks at the data will tell you, we're not quite sure which data are real and which are not. I do think that the seven to seven and a half percent annual rate of growth is unachievable. I think that what is happening is that as China's productivity edges ever closer to the level that exists in the United States, the gap closes and the ability to, to, to close the gap is more and more difficult, which means that you're going to get a convergence between productivity in the United States and productivity in China much more closely. And that means it's going to be a big slowdown in China. The former chairman of the Federal Reserve System, Alan Greenspan. Mike, I thought a spirited conversation. He had a real sense of humor uh, within his very dour outlook. Yeah, he is unfortunately uh, more gloomy about the prospects for the economy than I have seen him in a very long time. And he yeah. says it's because of uncertainty. So much he, he's never seen as yeah. many as much uncertainty given. Uh, what's going on in the world today. Yeah, well, we'll have more of this. Alan Greenspan, look for that, of course, on digital media. We hope to get it out to you on podcast as well. That's a nice announcement. We're really making an effort to uh, get out all of our interviews that Michael McKee and I do. You'll see those through iTunes. Not only the complete Bloomberg surveillance files, but also the individual interviews as well. We'll have much more on that uh, coming up. Uh, it is Super Tuesday. We are in Washington uh, for two days. Uh, looking for coverage and reaction tomorrow to what appears to be uh, good days for Secretary Clinton and for Mr. Trump. Stay with us from Washington, Bloomberg Surveillance. Coming up, we will talk with Senator Angus King. He is an independent from Maine. What does he look for in the economy, in the political world, in the campaign this year? <laughs> 